Elevate every morning with Tommy John's Second Skin Underwear. The luxurious support of Second Skin guarantees everything will go smoothly. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, guys love Tommy John. Plus, your most valuable assets are covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. Check out Tommy John's luxurious Second Skin Limited Edition colors at TommyJohn.com slash Pandora. They're going fast. Hurry to TommyJohn.com slash Pandora. See site for details. When booking with other vacation rental apps sounds like this. This place doesn't look like the pictures. Come on. The doors are on back. Whoa, what the? Is there a door behind all those spiders? <laughs> <laughs> It's time to try one that sounds more like a vacation. <sighs> Look at how many spiders there aren't. Where should we lie down for eight consecutive hours first? Relax. You booked a Verbo. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? If I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. <laughs> it's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. Hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Fernando. Hola, Ben. Hey, Fernando and Travis Irvine. How are you doing, Travis? Hello, Ben, and hola, Fernando. I want to thank everyone for the fantastic response to our last episode with Larry Lawton. Mm. It was educational. It was sad at some points, funny at other points, but mostly it was a great reminder of how we need massive criminal justice reform in this country and how horrible the prison industrial complex is, specifically CoreCivic and Geo Group. Always a good reminder to have that in the top of your brain as we live in a world surrounded by human suffering that we cannot allow to continue. We have a crazy episode today. Obviously, we're going to get into what's going on in Texas. The emergency block was not taken up by the Supreme Court. Therefore, the bill is now law in Texas. You can no longer have an abortion. Uh, within six weeks of your pregnancy. So it is insane. And of course, as we'll uh, talk about, the ACLU says 85 to 90% of abortions in Texas take place after the six-week period. So this is effectively the end of Roe in Texas. So we'll see what happens there. Will it stand? Will it not stand? And again, this is why the significance of the Supreme Court can never be understated. Mm -hmm. Why did these people hold their nose and vote for Trump evangelicals who don't even allow cursing in their own homes, voting for someone who excitedly talks about grabbing pussy because of the Supreme Court? Right. That's how they were able to say God's messenger. It's not he can be flawed, but it's all <laughs> about the court. And God knows they have it now and they will for the foreseeable future. Because there's no way to kick these old-ass MFers mm -hmm. off the GD job they were hired for, in some cases, 35 years ago. Yeesh. It's unbelievable. All right. But let's talk about some positive news to start. As discussing with Larry Lawton, mm -hmm. accountability, Oof. police accountability. We have three stories. Yes, they began as heartbreaking uh, events because they are. However, a little bit of silver lining when it comes to getting some justice for the families of those killed by police officers. And in some cases, such as the case of Elijah McClain, killed by paramedics as well. So three officers uh, have now been charged and two paramedics have been charged when it comes to the death of Elijah McClain. For those that don't know, Elijah McClain, he was killed in 2019. 
23-year-old man, went to the store wearing a, uh, I believe it was a ski mask, AKA a mask because it's cold, you know, and all that stuff. Somebody reported him for no reason other than he, they didn't like the fact he was wearing a mask. I guess he was just ahead of his time. Mm. He's very 2020, right. even in 2019. And Elijah McClain was ahead of his time in many ways. He was a young man, 23, again, very talented, quiet, shy, walking down the street. He has his earbuds in. The cops say, stop, stop, sir. But believe it or not, when you're listening to music, you don't hear the officers. They say they took this as a sign that he was resisting arrest and attempting to flee. Body cam footage has completely argued against that. As the officers went, accosted this man, this boy, 150 pounds soaking wet, mm -hmm. roughing him up. Stop resisting. Stop resisting. Literally, you can hear him say, I'm not resisting. I'm sorry. What the heck is going on here? Very sheepish. Very sad. They beat the hell out of him to the point where he could no longer make it to the police precinct. They were going to have to send him to the hospital at this point. Two paramedics, one injecting him with ketamine, Ugh. which is insane. That's this insane. dude is walking down the street. He's accosted by police and injected with the foreign substance. We have people who are actively protesting getting something injected that's approved by Pfizer to stop you from dying from COVID. Mm -hmm. And some of these same people are out there trying to rationalize what the paramedics and officers did here. Talk about lack of autonomy. Talk about treating somebody like a ward of the state, despite the fact they have a constitutional right to be a free citizen, unless, of course, they've actually been convicted of doing something wrong. And Elijah McClain did absolutely nothing. So a Colorado grand jury, they returned a 32-count indictment against the police officers and paramedics. Aurora police had no legal basis to stop McLean. An investigation found that their use of a chokehold later led to state lawmakers to ban law enforcement from using the restraint technique. My question is when it comes to this, mm -hmm. we saw Eric Gardner. We know the chokehold kills people, right? We also know they've got guns. They've got tasers. There's a whole series of options that these officers have at their expense to use if they so need to for their own safety. Oftentimes, they are not in danger, and they use these weapons, as we'll talk about in the case regarding Kim Potter in, uh, in Minnesota, another story we'll get to here in a second. But they see the news. They know that the chokehold isn't right. Just because it happened in New York, they're like, well, that, that doesn't matter here in Aurora. It's, it's, I mean, mm -hmm. what is going on? We all see the same footage. Mm -hmm. How is it still even a debate for these police precincts? Just every day, like, like the Notre Dame football team has that little sign that says, play like a champion today. Every police precinct, don't chokehold anyone today. You slap it and you go out the front door and you try to protect the civilians of your community, because that's all we want. We certainly don't want to be accosted. It's just unbelievable. These techniques, we see it over and over and over again. And they're like, oh my God, it happened again. It's a different place, but it's the same result. I, I think it's because it's what we talked about on the episode earlier this week with Larry Lawton. They don't feel like they're, they feel like they're immune. They right. feel like they will not face the consequences. They know it's wrong. I mean, morally, you know choking anyone is wrong. Yeah, they, right. I mean, even if you're not a police officer, even if you haven't seen it on TV, you know that this is hurting someone else, you know? Or it's making them ejaculate, but that was not what was happening here. No, definitely and not. not consensually. Did not yeah. at all consensually. <laughs> so, right. Larry made a lot of good points. It is about accountability. When you are a police officer, and for example, as Larry pointed out, if you're personally uh, accountable 
for your actions, right? With qualified immunity, a lot of these police officers can act in this way and yep. know that the FOP and some of the guys back of the precinct are probably going to have their back. And that's something that's got to change. Absolutely. Well, uh, Mr. McLean was being detained. He literally was caught or heard on uh, on police camp saying, let go of me. I'm an introvert. Please respect my boundaries. It doesn't get any more explicit than that, where it's like, I'm not doing anything. He's not a threat. Right. Like, this guy's right. not a threat. So once the chokehold was put on McLean, and again, this is just extremely sad, it was at this point uh, paramedics injected him with 500 milligrams of ketamine. Uh, of course, this all happened in the suburbs. He was taken uh, to a local hospital where he was taken off of life support on August 30th. The only reason we're having this conversation today, and again, we're talking silver linings, is because of the heroes who filmed Derek Chauvin killing George Floyd. Right. That's the only reason we're having this uh, right. conversation today. And that shouldn't be understated, how important it is to have a full narrative via video. Because please can show you one thing. I still, you know, sometimes I think they can be manipulated sometimes. Oh, it randomly shut off. I can't believe it just happened during that peak moment of this situation that I'm facing. So thank you to everyone who filmed the hardship. It was not easy to film the death of George Floyd. But because of that, uh, we have some justice potentially for the McLean family. Shanine McLean, that's uh, McLean's mother. She says she is grateful that my son is going to have his justice. The Aurora Police Association's board of directors issued a statement that said, quote, the officers did nothing wrong and uh, argued that there is no evidence that the APD officers caused his death other than the evidence that he wouldn't have died Ooh, otherwise. Right. right. I'm assuming having an <laughs> injection of ketamine or not. Like, what's the what's more favorable for my heart? Mm, right. I'm going to go with probably not. Walking down the street and going home versus walking down the street and being beat up by a bunch of thug cops, I'm thinking that had something to do uh, with this man being put on life support. I don't think he was going to trip over a rock, get a concussion, go into a coma, and end up on life support without them accosting him. So please, there is definitely evidence uh, that the officers did something horribly wrong. So the officers' names are Nathan Woodyard, Randy Rodima, and Jason Rosenblatt. They have all been fired from the department. The two paramedics who dosed, literally dosed, yes. uh, McLean with, with ketamine have also been charged uh, with violence relating to the assault. So this is some positive news, again, heartbreaking because Elijah McClain shouldn't be dead and we shouldn't even be having this conversation. But accountability, as we were talking about with Larry, is the beginning of change, systemic change within the American policing institutions. So I didn't know that uh, I didn't know that EMTs could inject you with ketamine. I didn't this know is, that. This I, is I, a, I have no I idea. Not know that. Also, I don't know if they can because uh, it seems like they committed a crime. Well, <laughs> apparently they can, but they also gave him way too much for his dose. They gave him the dose for apparently for a 220 pound man. Oh my God. Uh, so, oh my gosh. so, I mean, uh, even if they were doing their job, they were doing it wrong. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and Ben, you nailed it. I mean, the accountability for this came about because of the George Floyd case. It actually, again, Elijah McClain was murdered in 2019. Mm -hmm. So in retrospect, because of what we saw with George Floyd, it was actually, again, the progressive Democrat governor of Colorado, Jared Polis, who 
ordered the AG's mm-hmm. office to look into it. Mm. And that is how we got to where we are. I got to see uh, a great interview on CNN with Elijah McClain's father and the mm. family's attorney. And that's what they pointed out was that, you know, once the AG started to look into it, that's when they realized they actually had a chance to, again, just see what they consider justice. And according yep. to McClain's dad, Justice for him is jail. Exactly what Larry Lawton was talking about this week. Jail, but for these police officers. Absolutely. And this is where good civil libertarians and progressive left uh, individuals can come together, shake hands, and say we all agree Mm -hmm. that we need to have our rights protected from a militarized police. Let's go on to Minnesota, the beginning of all of this in many ways. Again, Mm -hmm. it could have began at any moment, whether it be the early 90s, 80s, 70s, 60s, 50s, 40s. And even today, but of course, Derek Chauvin, that case uh, really brought a new spotlight uh, when it comes to witnessing police brutality because it was brutal and sad and hard to watch. Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison, you may have heard his name thrown around a time or two, he has decided to add first degree manslaughter, a first degree manslaughter charge to the case against former Brooklyn Center police officer Kim Potter. For those that don't recall, Kim Potter, she was the one who stopped Dante Wright. Uh, Dante Wright, I believe. It, well, I forget the exact circumstance. Perhaps a stolen car or something. I think like one warrant. Yeah, an open warrant. And anyway, so he he's like, okay, I'm going to speed off here again. As we've talked about when that case first happened, they have a license plate number. They know who he is. It's called doing detective work. If you want to find the kid, you'll be able to find him. Mm -hmm. Long story short, she pulls out her gun and shoots multiple times. She said that she thought she pulled her taser and every single officer that has emailed and DM'd me, every single person that I know has said that is, if true, the dumbest thing they have ever heard because right. the taser, it's shaped different than a gun. It's on a different side of the body than a gun. It's big. It's yellow. It's clunky. It's like, I don't understand how I'm not eating this soup right. It's like, sir, you're using a fork. Right. It is not <laughs> a reasonable excuse. And that is why I am fine with her being held accountable because, again, it doesn't matter if the person uh, that was being pulled over, in this case, again, 20-year-old Dante Wright, It doesn't matter if they were acting perfectly. Mm -hmm. No, you should not flee from the cops. But it's also not Sylvester Stallone in Judge Dredd. They do not have the right to shoot you for what is technically an infraction that would, you get a ticket, maybe you even go to court for fleeing the officers, but you don't have the right to shoot them on the scene dead, especially in Minnesota. Not that it matters if it happens anywhere, mm-hmm. but this was weeks after Derek Chauvin. And let's not forget Philando Castile. That man was murdered on freaking Facebook Live. Thank you, Zuckerberg. Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. And that officer has never been charged with right, anything. Right. And literally the officer just said he was scared mm. because the car smelled like weed. Uh, oh, no. Philando Castile again. Another case that should have gotten more national attention. And also, I would love to see, I believe his name was Geronimo Yanez or uh, something like that. I would love to see uh, him also be held accountable because you can't just go shooting people because you are scared uh, momentarily after you ask them to take out their wallet. And then he tries to do it and you're like, he had a gun. Oh, turns out it was a MasterCard. Uh, This is what Potter had to say. Um, This is what she said right after the shooting. She said, I shot him. I'm going to prison. I killed a boy. 
So that is about as self-explanatory as it gets. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The complaint also states Potter received a substantial amount of training in both the use of the firearms and tasers. And of course, as we know, Potter was also in charge of training officers. Yes. So probably not the greatest teacher to have uh, after we see what she did. Well, uh, she was in a, uh, a live situation with a fleeing suspect. This is what we talked about with Larry as well this past week. Six months training for officers. Right. All over Europe, three years. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like that needs to be the case here. I don't understand how you... McDonald's University is a freaking... It's probably 12 months. Yeah. You know, uh, like it is, it is ridiculous how much power they have after only six months of training. I think they need to be... I mean, what do you think, guys? I, if, I, if I'm going to be a police officer, I feel like they need to have a lot of different, you know, mental techniques, therapy, mm-hmm. all these things, you know, all of the things that we hear. And this is, you know, I'm not, uh, there's no excuse for murder or t- for doing your job so poorly that somebody ends up dead. But I get the stress, dude. I feel like there needs to be therapy. There needs to be conversations that officers mm-hmm. can have. Mm-hmm. Perhaps after every shift, they can like go like, Un, this is the unload room. Mm-hmm. Somebody is sitting there like, how was your day today? Because every day they do see, they see people at their worst exactly. no matter what. Even if the person is 90% good, all of a sudden uh, they took God knows what and now they're walking around and they're all naked. And you're like, okay, <laughs> I've got to detain this naked guy. Not his shining moment. So I understand cops are dealing with the worst moments of everyone's life what? is basically when they're interacting with them. But they just need to find, there needs to be tools. All of this stuff has to be taught in schools. When you interact with cops and when they interview them, they say exactly what you're talking about, Ben. They're like, I see people. He's like, you know, you see this neighborhood during the day when all the kids are playing outside. Everything's fine. I see the neighborhood at night right. when the, mm-hmm. you know, the the bad people are out. And I see the, I see what's going on behind these closed doors. So yes, some sort of treatment for their PTSD. Because we sure. have to, I'm massive empathy for that. And again, yes. you know, we're going to, I'll just use the cliche caveat. There are a lot of uh, fantastic civil servants out there. And as we talked about with Larry, and as we're seeing now again with the Kim Potters of the world being held accountable, hopefully the people who um, try to make their departments better, hopefully they're heard now Mm -hmm. and not just thrown away or put on desk duty or considered soy boys (laughs) or cucks. Hopefully they're actually heard. I mean, they're punished. Well, I mean, if you look at Afghanistan, we'll we'll get to a little bit later on in the episode. One of the only generals that was fired was one of the generals that reported all of the abuses that were happening. And they're like, you know what? One way to get rid of the abuse. What if we just fire your ass and you don't talk about it anymore? And then it's like, oh, we have no abuse again. Right, right. (laughs) Well, this this, uh, upgrade to a first degree manslaughter charge for Kim Potter. Again, talking about AGs getting involved. That was Keith Ellison, like you said. Um, Of course, they did a great job. I mean, pay attention to these the the nuance of these charges, right? I mean, you, you look at the Aurora, Colorado. I mean, this is a big deal. This is the system working, basically. Yeah. Well, hopefully. So Potter talking about training, right? Six months before the shooting, Potter, com- again, this is Kim Potter. She completed two taser-specific Ooh. training courses. Well, she had two. two. So isn't that, they, well, what, what didn't she get? Well, I think this, uh, I expected also a very similar um, charge to what Derek Chauvin got. I really expected a a third degree like murder charge. Mm. But apparently the reason why they're going with this first degree manslaughter is because they're saying it's just recklessly handling of her handgun. Absolutely. I I mean, and I do think the situations are different. Um, I don't believe that Kim Potter would have kneeled on uh, 
George Floyd's head for 10 minutes. I don't, right, I don't, right, you right. know, um, or so she, I, you know, she had a gun. She wouldn't have shot it. I, we don't know. I have mm, no idea who knows, right. but I, I, what do you think? Because at the same time, we don't want to have overreach and it's about sending the message that you're going to be held accountable. So you better do your job freaking right. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Uh, the AGs are picking charges that they know they can win. Mm. Right. Mm. So maybe an upgrade to a third degree actual murder wouldn't charge have wouldn't have yeah. sat. But the fact is, First degree manslaughter, you know, you're talking about confusing your gun and your taser. I'm not sure how many shots she fired at the young man, but one, on the first really. one, yeah. you're going to realize right there that yeah. that ain't your taser. I was masturbating and it turns out I was fingering my butthole. I, <laughs> I don't understand how I did that. They're the same thing. Dude. It was so it's right same. around yeah, my yeah, waist. Some people, it's the same I was thing. just digging around down there and <laughs> oh man, I haven't been hard in months. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, speaking of attorney generals or district attorneys, former Georgia DA Jackie Johnson, mm -hmm. interestingly enough, in the murder of Ahmaud Arbery, we're going to talk about this as well. The three men who murdered him are now standing trial. The DA who refused to press charges, she is actually being charged now in connection with obstructing the investigation into the killing of Ahmad Arbery. Again, for those that don't recall, uh, Arbery was just jogging and then two dudes, a, a man and his son started chasing him. And then one of their local yokel buddies got into his truck and started chasing him. And uh, somehow they still thought he was the dangerous one. Right. <laughs> in reality, they were actively hunting this person down and killing him for having the audacity to work out. So former Brunswick Judicial Circuit top prosecutor Jackie Johnson is accused of showing favor to one defendant in the killing. That is retired police officer Greg McMichael, who had worked for her as an investigator. The grand jury indicted Johnson. Uh, they indicted her because they accused her of improperly blocking the arrest of Travis McMichael. That would be Greg's son. Of course, the attack was caught on film by a third man, William Roddy Bryan, who was driving behind them in another truck. So we have a situation where systemic problems within our community are being addressed. And again, small bright spot in this horrific, horrific dark tale of American history. Small bright spot is uh, we are finding, why weren't these people charged? Oh, it turns out there was a close personal relationship with the mm. DA and the person who caused the murder. Exactly. So thankfully, uh, this person is going to be held accountable. The case against Johnson was presented to the grand jury in Glynn County by new attorney general, Chris Carr. This is what Carr had to say in a prepared statement. He says, our office is committed to ensuring those who are entrusted to serve are carrying out their duties ethically and honestly. He goes on, we thank the Georgia Bureau of Investigation and the Glynn County Grand Jury for their hard work. While well, an indictment was returned today, our file is not closed. We will continue to investigate in order to pursue justice. So hopefully justice is served because you watch that footage that this man filmed. Because again, Talk about Derek Chauvin looking at the camera, people thinking almost that they're stupid for filming him, the audacity that I'll be held accountable. And then you got this jerk off Roddy who literally is filming the murder of this man, Arbery, because he just thinks it's like, this is what we do. No one's going to care. And no one did care for a long freaking time. Absolutely. And this is why systemic change, as Larry Lawton also pointed out this week, is so important because here's an example 
of the next step above the cops, right? Who mm. then is responsible mm -hmm. for bringing charges and looking into the cops? Well, if the county prosecutor or the district attorney mm -hmm. in this case happens to know the cops or maybe their maybe their biggest campaign contributor is the Ooh. local FOP. Great point. That is what will keep charges against cops from coming. That's why it's important for AGs like Mr. Carr, Mr. Ellison, and the Colorado AG stepping in and taking on these cases. But it's also why it's important, as Larry Lawton said, to write letters to county prosecutors mm -hmm. to get involved with the, the legal representation of your local community. Absolutely. And if anyone is listening to this on a smuggled-in phone <laughs> in prison, oh, yes, yeah, it's a nice, it's a poopy phone. Yeah, like that. Um, write letters. That's one thing that Larry taught us. Yes. Write letters. Judges, yeah, county he prosecutors. He mentioned if you got toilet paper, write it on toilet paper because mm -hmm. the judge got to read it. Right. And the judge will be like, can you give these fucking guys paper? Yeah, so I'm right. not sitting here reading this off a of tissue paper, please. Yes. I don't have to blow my nose that much. And if you're not in jail, remember that we directly elect these officials. Absolutely. We vote them into power. So make sure that you're doing the research on these people. Look at where their interest lies. Mm -hmm. Look at where their funding lies. Yes. And if you're in agreement or in disagreement with that, vote accordingly. Absolutely. So uh, if convicted of the misdemeanor charge, Johnson faces up to one year in prison for directing that officers do not charge Travis McMichael uh, saying he should not be put under arrest. He's a good guy. Mm. He can make a great barbecue. Indeed. Elevate every morning with Tommy John's Second Skin Underwear. The luxurious support of Second Skin guarantees everything will go smoothly. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, guys love Tommy John. Plus, your most valuable assets are covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. Get 20% off your first order at TommyJohn.com slash Pandora. Save 20% at TommyJohn.com slash Pandora. See site for details. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night. No matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale, even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great. All right. Well, let's go on to uh, an extremely important story. I'm going to use the main source for this is going to be the ACLU because the ACLU is simply incredible. Man. Texas, huh? Mm. Yeah. What? Remember when Beto? Everyone's like, Beto's gonna make it purple. <laughs> oh, I remember. Texas is gonna go purple. And uh, holy shnikes, that did not that seem did not to happen. work. <laughs> no. Texas has now banned uh, abortions after six weeks of pregnancy. That took effect. Now, it's in effect now. It's a radical new law. Uh, a coalition of abortion providers and advocates filed an emergency request asking the Supreme Court to block the law before it took effect. Uh, unfortunately, that did not happen. A press call was held uh, with lawyers who are challenging those affected by the Texas's SB8 to discuss its immediate impact. The law bans abortions as early as six weeks into pregnancy before many people even know they're pregnant. As I mentioned, approximately 85 to 90 percent of people who obtain abortions in Texas are at least six weeks into pregnancy, meaning that this law over turns row. Uh, not to mention, there's also a caveat to this law 
That is disgusting. Mm -hmm. They put a bounty out. Right. Talk about Soviet Russia. I'm not, you know what I will say, German, I will say German tactics. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Unbelievable. They are now offering 10,000, the state of Texas is offering $10,000 to be given to anyone who successfully sues a doctor, a health center worker, or any person who helps someone obtain an abortion after six weeks of pregnancy. $10,000. You imagine, you imagine the amount of money that this state has, and this is how they're choosing, again, to allocate our funds to basically promote a snitching program for people trying to have autonomy over their own health care. It is unbelievable what's happening. And again, the irony, I'm sure it's not lost on anyone. I ain't wearing no mask, my body, my choice. Exactly. Right. And all of a sudden, they have their hands. Abbott has his hands. Governor Abbott has his hands literally inside of your uterus. This is such an, un, again, another area where progressive lefts and civil libertarians come together because this is mm-hmm. such an unbelievable government overreach. It's not an overreach. It's literally an internal reach into your body. So you have the female perspective, which as we've talked about when it comes to, thank God, OnlyFans, like they're allowing porn again and adult sex work, fantastic. That's one front that we're fighting. And again, I'm not being like too crazy here. Then the other front is literally... So you can't show your body or the banks won't cover it. Mm-hmm. And now, God forbid, you want to have control over your body. The state won't allow it. And as a matter of fact, if your Snoopy neighbor even sees <sighs> you gain weight, they're going to start casing you <laughs> and following you everywhere and be like, no, I, I just put on the COVID-30. I'm not pregnant. <laughs> oh, you took a big shit. That's an abortion. Do I get 10 grand for that? You know, I was on the fence about this, about what exactly, where the attack was directed. But when they added the $10,000 reward, thing, reward the, yeah. Yeah. I saw it clearly as an attack on the poor. Because Absolutely. you know who can still get abortions? Those senators' wives, mm-hmm. those governors' wives, those governors' mm-hmm. daughters. They can fly to Puerto Rico. They can go on over to Mexico. Mm-hmm. They can still get an abortion. Who cannot get an abortion? Poor women. Um, yep. What people would be in a situation where you would want to tell on your neighbor and possibly have them face charges? Only someone that saw that $10,000 is a real game changer for them. Yeah. Poor people. Well, and also, you, you make a great point. What about revenge? Mm, what about somebody who uh, gets somebody pregnant and maybe that man would like to keep the pregnancy? Right. But the woman, obviously, in this case, has uh, the right uh, to control her own body. All of a sudden, you did what? You aborted our baby at 10 weeks, whatever the fuck this person might be saying. I'm going 10 grand. Here we go. Yep. What about that aspect of it? <sighs> also, again, the irony is give people birth control and sex education. Mm-hmm. But you are completely right. Um, again, you can't have both. You you can't have the, I don't want to wear a mask and I'm not going to be vaxxed. You got to do one or two. You got to do one or the other. And you can't have a ban on abortion, uh, first of all, but you especially can't do it if you also don't have access to birth control, sex education, or anything that would help people, as, as Fernando mentioned, of lower economic means, avoid pregnancy. Right. And this bill gets even more disgusting. I mean, we we're talking about the people who you can report. It goes as far as the Uber driver. Mm-hmm. Oh, if my she gosh. Gets an she Uber gave driver, a ride. Yep. Uh, whoever gave her a ride to So the now clinic. the Uber driver, not just asking you personal information, you don't want to, yeah, I don't want to talk to you, really. I mean, I love my Uber drivers, but what are you, uh, what are you going to the doctor for? Having an abortion, huh? It's like, sh- can you shut the fuck up? I'm rather of Jim Carrey from, uh, from the limo of Dumb and Dumber. As he was driving the limo, be like, mm, airport, you're flying, huh? Yeah. Then an Uber driver, all of a sudden, 
an inquisitor asking me why I'm going uh. to a certain clinic to get a surgery done or an operation done or whatever the F it may be. It's none of your business. This is the most authoritarian law. And it's ironic because, again, they call themselves freedom lovers. We love freedom. Unless, of course, it has something to do with somebody else's body and they want the freedom to tell that person what to do, which, again, is why the don't tread on me flag needs the amendment. I won't tread on you either. So the Texas bill was May 19th. That's when Texas Governor Abbott, what a psycho, he signed the bill uh, again, May 19th. That is, again, Senate Bill Eight. As of right now, uh, obviously the ACLU is suing. There's a lot of countersuits happening. But another reminder how unbelievably important the Supreme Court is. And obviously we can play, you know, Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, Thursday morning quarterback. But you do wonder if certain people, mm-hmm. I talk Casey about Anthony's favorite, RBG, mm-hmm. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, not to diss, but we do wonder if she would have stepped down, if there could have been somebody else in there or whatever it might be. But like these things really do matter. And the fact that Trump got three Supreme Court justices, right. mm-hmm. that's why we're in this situation right now, which is again why a lot of evangelicals who disagree with how he spoke or who he was or the fact that he paid for countless abortions <laughs> said, uh, he's fine with us because at the very least he's going to get those judges on the court. And that's been the end game uh, for uh, air quotes pro-life which isn't even necessarily the a proper term for what they advocate. They don't. It's not um, pro-life. <laughs> that's the, that's the, that's it's the pro-control. catch. It's pro-control. Pro control. Yeah, exactly. Pro-control. That's what they've been trying to do for the past 40 years, and uh, it looks like they're winning. Yeah, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, mention Ellie, of course, from the ACLU, who came on our show a few months ago. I mean, this is exactly what everyone was scared of. You know, mm-hmm. all the states were kind of putting forward. Even back in Ohio, we had a heartbeat bill. It's the same deal. It bans abortion to a point that you don't even know when you're pregnant yet. Yeah. And every state is trying to get to the Supreme Court first, and now Texas has essentially done that. They've reached that benchmark, and now you're going to... Uh, just a, talk a precedent. about it. Just a, talk a precedent, about it. a legal precedent. Another situation where if you're fucking poor, uh, white, black, or brown, whatever, Just you're poor. fucked. <sighs> yeah. Because what do you have? So all of a sudden, so Sanger, this bigot who started Planned Parenthood, you know, mm-hmm. she she had a lot of wacky fucking ideas, mm-hmm. right? And so there was this idea of like, we're going to give access to abortions. Uh, but then there was another narrative that was put forth. They're trying to eliminate uh, people of color and poor people. That was there. Mm-hmm. That was that was an angle there. And now all of a sudden, so we have that angle where it's like, you can't uh, abort all of these babies because they're poor. And then you have the angle now where we're forcing pregnancies upon these people. So either way, these policies are being created by people that are one way or another, screwing over the powerless, mm-hmm. screwing over the economically fucked, and screwing over people who have no stake in the franchise, it's just you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. And it's really – it's just sad for those people, man, because you're right, Fernando. Anyone no, anyone yeah. can go out of state and get an abortion. Mm-hmm. Everyone that can do it will do it. Exactly. And they're going to be just fine, and all of them – many of them will be – in the homes of the people in the state house that voted for this legislation, Ugh. as they look at their daughter and they have a, a secret weekend to Colorado. I grew up. It's disgusting. I grew up right next to El Paso, Texas, and there's a lot of very conservative, pro-life people there. And uh, you know, I was as I was telling my mom, here's how I would put it in one sentence: A 12-year-old girl can choose not to wear a mask right now in, in Texas, but she cannot she cannot choose if she's going to have a baby. She has to have that forced pregnancy. It is so bad. And I, you know, it's, it's, 
I thought there was a little bit of hyperbole going on when it comes to Handmaid's Tale. And everyone was dressing oh, like a Handmaid's yeah. Tale for Halloween. No. Which <laughs> I didn't see any sexy ones, which would have been kind of funny, I guess. <laughs> um, but wow, that's a reality. Yes. Forced pregnancy is a reality if oh. you don't allow people to take care of their own body. And further disgusting aspects of the law, it no longer protects cases of rape and incest, which, right. you know, is even for conservatives, usually where they'll be like, well, okay, but it's this... It's fucking disgusting. It's so weird. It's so mm. gross. And it's like you said, Roe v. Wade was based on the concept of privacy, privacy between you and your doctor. That is private. The decisions you make with your own body, your own health is between you and your Absolutely. doctor. And that was the precedent, the legal precedent for that. I just have a feeling Governor Abbott doesn't really know the day-to-day -day lives of the people that he has promised to represent, of course, doing a horrible, horrible job of standing up for them. Okay. According to Harold Krent, a professor at uh, Chicago Kent College, he says regarding the new bill, and again, regarding public safety, he's saying it's a little bit like the Wild West right now. Um, he's talking about how First, the law sets up what critics have called a vigilante system in which any Texas resident can sue an abortion provider or anyone who aids and abets, as we talked about. This is – talk about um, having a society where we're already so scarred and we're already in, as I talk about it, a, a cold war, an arms race within every single suburban house in this country – Talk about people not trusting their neighbors enough already. Mm. And now we have this situation where even if you want to go talk to your neighbor about something that's going on, such as a teen pregnancy and your daughter oh, may have gotten wow. pregnant or whatever, next thing you know, you can't do it. Right. It, creates, it yeah. creates a silence. It's a chilling effect. There are so many problems with this. And if, if you're a smarter person than me, I would love to know how many constitutional uh, marks this has against it. Like how many uh, amendments of the constitution does this go against? Right. I mean, because like, there's so many different aspects to it. It's like you said, it also creates distrust in partnerships. It's, as Absolutely. you pointed out, now you have a chance where a man could seriously rape a woman. She could get pregnant for it. And the, the sentence for her to get an abortion is worse than <sighs> him for raping her. And it's he, insane. And technically I believe in Texas, he was also considered uh, the father. Oh, yeah. 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 And yeah. so, wow. Yeah, you can't, you, you know, even when it comes to, like, the male perspective on this, let's go the inverse as well. You know, young teenage boys <sighs> make mistakes. Oh, my God. And it can be a mutual situation, of course. And then they both find out, oh, my God, now what are we going to do? Mm -hmm. And now you have a young teenage boy who that's going to lock you up financially. That's extremely difficult no matter what. It's just... It takes freedom away from everyone. There's no winning in in in, in a lot of these situations no. when you force a decision like this. On Absolutely someone, not. Right? And I can't imagine, you know. Again, I'm not wearing a mask on a plane. It's two hours. Something you can take off. Mm -hmm. Nine months of carrying a, a child that you don't or fetus uh, that you don't want. I don't. Is that a society that we want to live in? I, I just don't think so. No. I just don't think so. No. Because uh, I can't. I just can't imagine the trauma. I really can't. It's so anyway, our hearts are with you and uh, we really hope that um, we can get some change when yeah. it comes to the Texas abortion ban. Because again, it is not about uh, saving babies as they'll, as the rhetoric will show you. This is about power. This is about um, perhaps a backlash to me too. I don't know. Mm. This is about a straight up like, fuck you. We're in charge. Don't forget that. That's all this is about. Right. All the other rhetoric is just noise. 
because the facts are the government has now taken control of your freaking uterus, and it is disgusting. So Texas, be more like Texas is supposed to be and let people live free, because God knows, as uh, Larry Lawton mentioned, the land of the free is also the land of 25% of its incarcerated folks, and as we're seeing, uh, a land that with increasingly limited amounts of autonomy for its citizens. All right. Well, speaking of limited amounts of autonomy for its citizens, let's just talk briefly about China because I want mm. I want uh, Fernando to get a gay rant in. I just want to <laughs> I want a big gay rant. Yay! Yes, it's gay rant time for Fernando, folks. <laughs> um, China has decided to ban men that it sees as not masculine enough for TV. My question is this: as we count out to the Chinese, as Marvel is predicated entirely based on their needs, is it possible? <laughs> that this has a cultural effect even on the U.S. I mean, what do you think about this, Fernando? The idea that somehow being not masculine as a man isn't horrifying. Because I am very scared of a Carl Panzeram. He's a masculine man. But I'll tell you one thing. He'll pound, pound that buttocks. Uh, so thoughts on uh, on this. Honestly, this is a total cultural attack. And exactly. this is we were giving them billions and billions of dollars. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, uh, there's uh, there, it says everything like you, the Marvel example I make a lot. That's why there's no gay characters in the Marvel movies. There's tons of gay characters in the Marvel comic books. What about Hawkeye? He's not gay. In <laughs> I'm going to stay, right. stay out of Jeremy, Jeremy Renner. Uh, Jeremy Renner? Doesn't he have a cult? Didn't he start he an app yes. or something? No, he, he, didn't, he, had a, he like had an app where it's like you could hang out with Jeremy Renner. I agree with what I, I know where you're going. And I kind of agree with Henry. There's definitely something about Jeremy Renner. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, the South Korea, we have the BTS. We have very feminine men. Mm. You know, we have a uh, little Nas X pretending to be pregnant on Twitter right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, it. So uh, I, it's a, I see as a truly a culture attack like that absolutely you know it's this is we're not gonna let the the uh, the word they use is sissy or girly guns girly guns yeah. or was it nin pow yeah nin young power okay like <laughs> so girly guns it, it it's definitely just an attack on on femininity even as well but but also talk about thou uh what is it uh protest too much <laughs> talk about like okay xi jinping right okay you're just upset because they said that you look like Winnie the Pooh. Oh. And then you banned Winnie the Pooh. He is the most <laughs> sensitive, snowflake, thin-skinned bitch. And for him to be like, that's not masculine enough. I'm a big man, man. I'm a big masculine man. It's like so, it's like you're such a pussy by de by definition. If you don't understand being a man is not about puffing up and being a fucking douchebag. It's about being full 360. And then sometimes you can pop up and be a douchebag because we're also still dudes. I mean, come on, you have to do it sometimes. But there's nothing wrong with a little femininity. It's it's that you know the scary authoritarian control thing mm -hmm. they're pulling. What are they doing to the Muslims there in their country oh, right now? It's, you know, it's a Holocaust. Exactly. So uh, this this is a big uh, the red tide. You know this is same with the Texas you know situation. Is it is it the indicator? Is this a, is this one wave indicating that there's a tsunami coming? Sure. That's a great know? point. Wow. Statists are gonna state. That's that, how it goes. That's a fantastic point. Uh, broadcasters, according to uh, the new uh, I guess law or demand command decree. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Broadcasters should uh, should quote 
avoid promoting vulgar internet celebrities. Uh, they go on to say the admiration of wealth and celebrity is not acceptable. Instead, they should, quote, promote, vigorously promote excellent Chinese traditional culture, revolutionary culture, and advanced socialist culture. Xi's government is also tightening control over the Chinese internet industries. It's launched anti-monopoly and data security and other enforcement actions at companies, including games and social media providers. Um, so this is just one aspect of a larger takeover, mm -hmm. even larger than it can possibly be. Xi Jinping, <laughs> right. of course, he will be there. He will be in power until the day he dies of diabetes or a massive heart attack. <laughs> He's Winnie the Pooh. He loves honey. <laughs> he does. Broadcasters should avoid performers who, quote, violate public order or have, quote, lost morality again. China, thank you so much. Another actress, an actress actually named uh, Zheng Shuang, was fined 299 million won or $46 million Whoa. last week for tax evasion charges in a warning to other celebrities to be positive role models. I wonder if she evaded taxes or if they just said that as an excuse, which the U.S. <laughs> also does quite a bit. A popular actress as well, Zhao Wei, uh, she has just disappeared from streaming platforms without mm -hmm. explanation, mm -hmm. and her name has been removed from credits of movies and TV programs, almost like she never existed at all. So, man, it's just the amount of money that the U.S. and China volley back and forth, and now we have China uh, banning what they see as non-masculine men. I'll tell you one thing. I saw a lot of masculine people and a lot of strong people on all sides in Hong Kong protesting China's rule, and it would have been really freaking nice if the U.S. could have stood up for those people of Hong Kong sure. and for the people of Taiwan, as, uh, as of course, John Cena being forced to apologize like a, like a damn hostage video as if he was caught by the Viet Cong in the 1970s in Vietnam. It's just pathetic that we sit here and we espouse U.S. values, and as you mentioned, Fernando, technically, China is trying to win the culture war. Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. U.S., our massive export is culture. And for the Chinese to go out there and do stuff like this, it is a straight up sort of a cerebral culture cold war occurring right now between the Chinese and the U.S. And the U.S. has to be pretty freaking careful with how much uh, of our economic ties we make with China because at some point you get in too deep and they're just, well, I mean, we already are in too deep. The fact that like, I mean, you look at Afghanistan, it's like, yep, we, uh, we, we understand refugee crisis, humanitarian crisis. We're going to, we need to work on all of that and it's happening. Um, but if we really cared, we would look at China mm. or North Korea or Mexico yeah. or Central America. There's a lot of suffering out there that uh, the U.S. is complicit in. And we don't seem to say much about it because perhaps it doesn't make any money for the military-industrial complex. Well, there's the money ties is just between the Russians funneling their money through the Republicans, through the NRA, right. and then this, and then the through Saudi, Hollywood, and then the, and the Saudi money coming through Hollywood looking no further than my boy Henry's movie, <laughs> <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street. That is a whole movie inside of that movie. It's like, how do right. you get that money? <laughs> we don't know. Anyway, all right. Springs in bloom, and so are the new lavender drinks at Starbucks. Enjoy subtle sweet notes of lavender paired with silky matcha or rich espresso for a fresh floral take on classic cafe beverages. Order yours now in the Starbucks app. Hey, Hotels.com here. Tired of the everyday? We know a hotel that's ready to unwind this weekend. Book hotels with spas in the Hotels.com app. Find your perfect somewhere. Just briefly on Afghanistan, Biden has ordered the declassification of September 11th investigation documents. 
Uh, it's only been 20 years since we haven't found out the truth, and I am totally fine with more disclosure on that. Um, it has to happen, and it's unfortunate that really the true perpetrators of 9-11 have never been held accountable. As a matter of fact, WWE will be in Saudi Arabia for one of their live events very, very soon. When it comes down to what's going on in Afghanistan, again, we've all seen the videos, horrific, and the U.S. has got to get the people out that need to be brought out, and I believe it can happen. The war must end, and uh, it just, this is, it's never going to be easy uh, to uh, glue back together Humpty Dumpty after Mm. we uh, didn't just throw it off a wall. We shot the hell out of it with our missiles. Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, said, uh, Mayorkas? Perfect. Did I say it? Okay, all right. (laughs) He said the mission to evacuate American citizens, allies, and vulnerable people from Afghanistan will continue until all those who wish to leave are out of the country. This is what he had to say. He says, our mission is not accomplished until we have safely evacuated all U.S. citizens who wish to leave Afghanistan. All lawful permanent residents, all individuals who have assisted the United States in Afghanistan. Afghanistan. One of the interesting angles that some of the people who want to keep us in the forever war have taken is how horrible it is that private companies are going in to save people. Mm -hmm. Have you heard this? Mm -hmm. Private companies are probably half of our fighting force over there. So quite (laughs) frankly, yeah, go do it. Go rescue as many people as possible because I was watching Fox and like private companies are going and rescuing people. And I'm like, what's the problem? Right. Isn't they brought us into the damn thing. They made a lot of money off of it also. So go get your final little because I guarantee you they're going to charge them. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's about six. I think it's sixty five hundred bucks a seat. Ugh. So it's not like these companies aren't making bank. It's disgusting. It is what it is. It is something that is going to take a little bit of time. I don't mind scalpel attacks on Taliban sites if it means saving people's lives right now before we can get them out. But right. the whole I mean, we. It has just been insane. Travis can attest to this. You flip through the TV channels, mm-hmm. right? You yes. see One American News, Newsmax, MSNBC, Fox News, CNN. You'll see the same CIA people. Yes. And there's this one female Afghan journalist who is a total shill that should never be believed. I forget her name. <laughs> I saw her on all five networks, though. I was talking to my friend Saman about her. She's right. a psych- she's like worse than Sean Hannity. The only thing that they agree on is she wants us to stay as well. Right. Um, but it is insane to watch the very strategic keep them at war line that uh, the CIA and uh, people of their ilk have been trying to spread on on television news and in print journalism. Absolutely. Matt Taibbi had a great column Oh, Taibbi as well. crushed it. We got to get Matt Taibbi mm. on. If anyone knows Matt, let me know. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I mean, our, our boy Sina Gaznavi uh, from Fraudsters actually posted a piece of that column. So thank you, Sina, because uh, I do love Matt and his work. Uh, what, was sometimes, the, what was the gist of that Taibbi column? The gist was is that every you know Republicans and Democrats are to blame mm-hmm. um, for all of this. I mean, for twenty years they it was it was the good war, right? I mean, right. after nine eleven, especially we're you know coming up on that twentieth anniversary. Afghanistan was the one that again only Barbara Lee uh, was the only congressman to vote against it. That was one that Republicans and Democrats got behind because yep. in theory. For anyone who remembers, we were supposed to go into Afghanistan to get Osama bin Laden, yep. and that was the gist. And then and he, he was in out, Pakistan. He was in Pakistan, and we got him ten years later, and then we stayed in for another ten years. Barbara Lee, she is a legend. I have so much respect. Again, talk about a progressive, 
uh, joining forces with civil libertarians. Yeah, we watched this movie called The Swamp. Mm -hmm. It's a little, it's a little <laughs> bit in love with Matt Gates. It didn't age well. No, which Matt Gates, of course, knows but, all about. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's so it's, it's the swamp. I recommend watching it, but again, still very have have yourself a saltine with it. Take a little mm -hmm. salt because mm -hmm. it is this man, the guy who de uh, directed it, definitely was like Matt Gates is the next. He's the future, mm. and so there were some really corny <laughs> Matt Gates moments. However. It does shed great light on um, how difficult it is to pass any legislation when it comes mm -hmm. to going against the military industrial complex, mm -hmm. when it comes to going against the prison industrial complex, yep. when, it comes, when it comes to going against any of these uh, massive economic complexes big that money. run big money that run our government. You'll definitely get some good moments of information. So it's well worth it, the swamp. But again, you know, tongue in cheek a little bit. You have to laugh at it. Right. And well, and it takes into account what we say on this show that it's progressive leaning Democrats and libertarian leaning Republicans who often join together on these big issues of, of curbing the war powers. I mean, just even that is something we've been dealing with since 2001. Absolutely. That now the president has the authority to declare war, not the Congress. And if you think there's been a rise of wedge issues for no reason, there absolutely has been four reasons. Wedge issues are yes. trying to divide that exact coalition. And of course, Matt Taibbi references the need for a third anti-war party. Right. And again, it would be progressive lefts and, uh, and libertarian, civil libertarian rights coming together, mm -hmm. and I think that is a marriage that could really actually work in many ways. We can take care of some of the big stuff, and the little stuff, you know, we work out theoretically through debate, um, but of course, it'll just be gerrymandering. Um, <laughs> so, so far, when it comes to Afghanistan, the evacuation has extracted 120,000 people, and about 40,000 have been admitted into the U.S. The secretary stated that the uh, that, that number, around 8%, have been U.S. citizens, 13% legal permanent residents, and 79% of the people. Uh, with other immigration classifications, including special immigrant visas for Afghans who helped the U.S. efforts in the country. So we will continue to follow that as uh, getting out of a forever war. Yeah, when you uh, when you sink in quicksand for 20 years, it's not going to be clean when you get out. You got to take a little time and uh, and uh, make sure that everyone is safe there. This is what he had to say, Mayorkas. He says, this initiative requires us to call on the resources, expertise, and authorities of every part of the federal government. DHS possesses vast operational expertise and a long record of leadership, bringing different agencies together to execute a single mission. And finally, the mission is getting out. Also, shout out to Mark Normand. Uh, he actually had a funny tweet. Mark Norman's a friend of ours. And uh, he, uh, you want me to do it in my Mark Norman voice? Yeah, do it in Mark Norman's voice. Yeah, more Americans are pulling out of Texas right now than Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My apologies to Mark Norman. There it is. I think you got it wrong, though. Wasn't it more Americans are pulling out of Afghanistan than in Texas? No, it's because after the Texas law, they're all pulling out yeah, of Texas they don't. now because they can't get abortion. Then. I love humor. All <laughs> right. Just lastly, in kind of light news, uh, the Q shaman's pled not, uh, he pleads guilty. Um, also, apparently, I found out our friend Amber from Brighter Side defended Q Shamanon, uh, Shamanon, Q, QAnon Shaman, Shaman? She just didn't understand why they weren't feeding him. Because he uh, has <laughs> he a gluten-free diet. organic food. And you are my friend didn't in jail listen? for storming the Capitol. <laughs> didn't you listen to his mom? Oh, my God. 
<laughs> Reminds me of when I was in the tombs in New York, this fucking rich bitch kept on calling his dad, get me out of here. Don't fire the lawyer then. It's like, no, you, the lawyer can't, he's not going to magically appear and get you out of the tombs. You're <laughs> right. here for 26 hours like all of his, you freaking D-bag. <laughs> uh, it's the only time I was looking at the black guys and I was just like, what a fucking white douchebag. Like, <laughs> you the, the big white guy isn't as bad as the skinny, bitchy, rich white guy. It's important. When yeah. in those situations that you look at the other people and go, I'm not like that person. No, Absolutely. it's better to just look, yeah, look that's, at your feet. That's a good Larry Lawton lesson. <laughs> look too. at your feet, I think, is what I learned from Larry. <laughs> good point. Um, all right. In other comical news, Caitlyn Jenner, she is pulling ahead of uh, 0.9% when it comes <laughs> to the governor race. Caitlyn Jenner, so famous, so famous. She already, and she raised millions of dollars. Yeah. She got a 1% right now in the, uh, in the governor race. That's crazy. So it doesn't seem like it's going. However, Caitlin did take some time to diss Larry Elder. Yes, it's the Elder Caitlin feud. This is what she had to say. She says, I've known Larry for years. And then she says, a lot of things are coming out about him, which, if correct, he's got a lot of issues. <gasps> like killing a person. Oh, no. Elder. <laughs> is Caitlin literally like, oh, that's going to be some stuff coming out about him. It's like, Caitlin, Caitlin, <laughs> yeah, you remember right. that time you were driving in? That person? <laughs> Anyway, I would so. just like to point out it is exciting that both Ben and I, we've successfully run for office and we have gotten more Woo! votes so far than Caitlyn Jenner. We got 1.8% each. Well, she sits as a lonely 1%. Indeed. So anyway, also in uh, Psycho News, uh, de Blasio, <laughs> being the psycho, of course, uh, he, <laughs> the city hates him. Nobody right. want, no one's happy with him as mayor right? of New York. So maybe he should go for an even larger office, Ben. <laughs> well, he already ran for president. Oh, right. Got less than 1%. Okay. Uh, he now is thinking about being governor. So please, God, New York. I just love you. I love New York so much. Um, please, Lord. Just keep, I, I, honestly. Governor every, Hochul's doing a great job. She seems like she's doing just fine to me. An actual person who cares. And so what de Blasio is doing is telling his friends to hold off when it comes to making their official endorsement decisions. Oh, um, this dear. is what he had to say. <laughs> it's so stupid. Uh, this is what he has to say. He says, uh, this is according to somebody he phoned because he phoned, uh, you know, AKA called several labor leaders. This is what they said. He said, uh, he's letting the leaders know that he's considering running for governor. Uh, he characterized the conversations as saying he's just asking friends to hold off on making decisions about endorsements until he figures out his own plans and they go on it was just to let them know that he's seriously considering with the explicit purpose of trying to head off any momentum for tish and kathy aka tish james and kathy hokel oh my so gosh if anyone has momentum it would be tish james i would think and hokel let's just give her a shot see how she does because as of right now she's the best governor in the past yes, 20 years absolutely the first <laughs> female governor and so mm. far Way ahead of all the male governors oh, that state has ever had. But just talk about people wanting wanting to fail up. You got to do good in your <laughs> like. I just the ego right of politicians. I'll never forget when Kevin uh, KB and I RIP KB for life. Um, when we met Charlie Crist. Yeah. And I was like, Charlie, anything that you ever did in your career that you regret? And he's just like, absolutely not. Never. But I'm like, I know there has to be something. <laughs> yeah, I know for a fact there are certain things you've done. Yeah. Um, the ego of these people can never be understated. Uh, this is according to a Democratic consultant, Neil Quatra, uh, who has worked for de Blasio. They say, 
I've been of the opinion that Tish ultimately wouldn't challenge Hochul, but lots of chatter yesterday and today that she's seriously, rather, exploring a run. Uh, he goes on, going to be a fascinating fall in New York politics. If Tish runs, there is literally no lane for de Blasio or Representative Tom Susie uh, to still be in the mix. So it looks like Tish would probably have the progressive vote locked up. Yeah. <laughs> in which case, will knock out de Blasio, who, again, is progressive in height only. Um, he's just he's such a scumbag. In his free kindergarten, it's like, yeah, but you gave him lead. They had lead paint to eat off the walls, so thank you. Um, anyway, Peter Ragoni, he's a longtime friend and advisor to uh, de Blasio. He says he left the door open if de Blasio plans to run for governor. He says, whenever we talk, the mayor's focus is always on fighting COVID and the city's recovery. He's an elected leader who proved he can accomplish big things, like getting 70,000 children into universal pre-kindergarten. I think anyone with that kind of record and commitment to public service should consider other options to contribute. Whatever that form takes. Again, just Google schools kindergartens in New York. Mm. The facilities were horrible. Yeah. Horrible. All right. So talk about people trying to fail up. And that is the definition of Bill de Blasio. Yeah. Let the women have some say in New York. I mean, Hochul's doing a great job. And Tish James going from New York City public advocate to AG, re replacing that scumbag Eric Schneiderman. 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 And then um, if she potentially replaces another male D-bag, Andrew Cuomo in the governor's office. Mm, what a beautiful rise. Indeed. Mm. It would be an interesting approach to get to the governorship without a doubt. Um, all right. Well, that's been the biggest news of the week. It was it was a lot. It was a full one. We had a big uh, week. It was a dense episode. Um, but we hope you guys enjoyed it and learned a thing or two. Dare I say, maybe laughed when I talked about how I was thought I was masturbating, but I was fingering my butthole. Remember that? That it was a great bit, Ben. That wow. was funny. Really I said fun. It's now the four same times. thing. Yes. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Remember the week? We can just do a full recap of the humor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and of course, if anyone uh, wants to donate to the ACLU, they're God. doing such important work. You can't spell ACLU without you. So get involved. You know, please check out our episode with uh, Ellie Ellie Rushforth. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Check in on that one. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. With my busy life, I use shipped same-day delivery to keep up. When I need a jar of extra creamy peanut butter delivered, I know my personal shopper Amber will come through. And if it's not on the shelf, she asks them to check the bag. Shipped. Delight in every delivery. Learn more at shipped.com.